This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.orapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is someone I've been very eager to meet and, and speak with. Mr. Jordan Fingel is the Sustainability Manager for Tetra Pak. How are you, Jordan? I'm doing great, Corey. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Uh, you. You guys are doing great things in the world of sustainable packaging, and I'm excited to tell the world about it. So tell us about your background a little bit, Jordan. Where, where are you from? How'd you get into this kind of industry? Yeah, it's, I have a, an interesting background. I, I started off actually in the medical field. So I was a paramedic for over a decade, and it kind of came to a career choice of, do I want to keep working in, in the medical industry or what I really want to do with my life. And so actually I got onto a green team of one of the medical industries that I was working at as a paramedic. And I really liked the whole recycling aspect and and dealing with trying to educate people and and recycle right. And it really kind of connected. I grew up in California. So, you know, the the hippie kid back in the the, the early eighties and, uh, you know, we painted the the chasing arrows on our school, the side of it back when it was really, you know, getting going. So it really connected with me, I think, and I like to, to point to, you know, medicine is all about systems and all the systems working. So in your body, you have all of these, the circulatory, endocrine, all these different systems, and they all have to work. Otherwise you get sick. Hmm. So it's, I found that connection in the material management industry in that we have consumers, we have the manufacturers and processors and, and in markets and all of these things actually have to work together or, you know, quote unquote, the system is sick. And so I think that's, some of the things I'd like to work on is is the problems that we have with either in markets or communication with people. And so that's why I really enjoy what we do is because it's systems-based thinking. That's a great way. Yeah. Great way of thinking about it. I, I like that a lot. It all must work together or it doesn't function. And there are some things in the world of packaging that are broken that we're working hard to fix, right. but you know, I think Tetra Pak is is one of the good things, and I'd I'd like to to talk about it. And can you tell us about how it works? What's this, you know what's it made out of? How how is it recycled? All that stuff. For sure, you know. I guess I'll start off with like who actually Tetra Pak is, in case people don't know. I mean, it's yeah. once you see it, it's it's kind of like having a red car. Like that's all you see is red cars. So <laughs> once you go into a grocery store and you and you you look at like how many things are actually in cartons, you'll never you never not see them. But Tetra Pak is a it's a world leading food processing and packaging company. So we make packaging, obviously the carton, which is ubiquitous. So we have the gable top cartons, your, your half gallon or your little school, like half pint milk cartons. And then we also have an aseptic or a shelf stable carton. So your brute, your broth and your soup and stuff like that. But also we make processing equipment for a lot of different products like cheese and ice cream. And so the everyday commodities that you go out and buy at the, at the stores, oftentimes it's actually produced on equipment made by Tetra Pak, which is kind of interesting. So that's who we are as a company. And and really, we have like a big goal of becoming the world's most sustainable packaging. And that, you know, by 2030, we want to have a package that's made entirely from renewable materials and or recycled content, fully recyclable in the traditional recycling stream. And it really doesn't ever compromise the food safety requirement that not only brands require, but what consumers expect. You know, our company had started on, you know, the saying with a promise, basically it protects what's good. 
And so like everything that we do in our company really starts with that promise. And that's why we continue to push innovation, work with our customers, and it realizes our vision. You know, we have a commitment to make sure that food is available and safe everywhere. And shelf stable and, and can be distributed. And yeah, all of these things, a lot of people don't think about the sustainability of our food source and the sustainability of you go to the grocery store and assure, make sure that soup's going to be there. So my kids can eat, you know, it's, it's, it's an aspect of sustainability that's often overlooked. Thank you so much for explaining what Tetra Pak is and, and what, you, where your future goals are. What kind of materials are used in Tetra Pak today that that the consumer can can know about. Right. And it's it's actually very broad. So basically any food or beverage product that it can, you know, that exists out there can be put into a carton so long as it's not carbonated. So right. it's one thing that we don't have is, is the ability to put a carbonated beverage into a the carton. But you know, I think you know, looking at the different types of like products or even just materials that Tetra Pak would replace or you know, brands would transition to. You know, I think we'd like to make the point that there's not a hero package out there, yeah. right? Every package can serve a, a role and play a, an important part in delivering a product to the consumers as they expect. Um, but we do believe that our cartons are really a good choice for brands to use to deliver the products to customers. We're largely fiber-based, so over 70% fiber-based package. Again, I mentioned the, the aseptic and or shelf-stable packaging and, you know, really, if we can dig into that, that, that it removes the need for refrigeration. And if you look at the carbon footprint of refrigeration from a production standpoint, a distribution standpoint, and a retail standpoint, it's huge. And so having that ability to put a product into a carton without the use of preservatives or anything else, I mean, it's the same product and it lasts up to, you know, six months to a year on the, at ambient temperatures, that's, that's huge. And also addresses a whole food waste issue. If you look at, you know, two thirds of global emissions can be attributed to, to you know, food waste. And so and lastly, you know, cartons are, are widely recyclable. And I know that's a big question out there about, about Tetra Pak and every other manufacturer out there that does cartons. And yes, they are recyclable. The multi-layer component of that package does not make it unrecyclable or hard to recycle. It, it actually goes really well into the traditional stream and, and we can go into that further. Um, but last year was really cool because we actually expanded the, the production of our aseptic cartons with plant-based plastics at, at our Denton, Texas facility. So we brought that production up to up here into Texas where we're based. And then we're also using plant-based caps. So really all of our plant-based materials are Bonsuco certified. And if you haven't checked that out, you know, people can look it up on the, on Google. It's a really great certification and it just points to, you know, being land stewards and, and environmental stewards of the materials that we source to make our, our sugarcane based plastic. But this is all put together. It's a big step forward for our customers who are dedicated to bringing, you know, sustainable packaging options to their, the consumers in the North American market. That's really fantastic. I didn't know that. I didn't think about the sustainability of the food itself being so shelf stable. Six to six months to a year is incredible. Two thirds of global emissions from food waste. That's an impressive number. I've never heard that. Yep. I know a massive amount of fresh food gets thrown away because it spoils, mm -hmm. and that's terrible and a real problem in our in our system. But it sounds like you guys are solving some problems. Well done. Yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely a good technology. We're we're doing some cool tests with, for instance, Dallas Independent School District. You know, having them 
not have chilled milk in the half pint container and, and using shelf stable aseptic. And it's going really well. Kids are receptive to it. It tastes the same. It you know acts the same, performs the same, but the refrigeration component is taken out of that until they actually want to you know serve it to the children. They can put it in the refrigerator and chill it. That's incredible. And the the lack of need for refrigeration for that is the carbon footprint is massive on on refrigeration i know all of those units on the roof in the school yeah. or the big chiller room and well this will make it easier to store too and all these things help the school and and the municipalities that use that product great idea right yeah and, and so you know think about too the the food waste reduction you know currently school milk needs to be handed out by a certain time right because there's the expiration date on it so kind of regardless if a kid wants milk or not, they're handed milk. <laughs> so with FBA septic technology, you can actually, you know, ask kids, do you want the milk? Because you don't have to, you know, give it away by a certain time. But even more so, if they decide not to open that package, they can throw it in their backpack and it, it's not going to like spoil and they can take it home. And, you know, because it has that shelf stability. That's incredible. What another way to look at sustainability. Well done. <laughs> There's nothing sustainable about damaged goods or spoiled food. We talk about that quite a bit. Right. Uh, well done. So what's next for Tetra Pak? Anything exciting going on? You're, you're in Texas now. Do you have other locations opening up or anything else? So in Tetra Pak, I mean, the headquarters is, is located in, in Texas here. And then obviously, so we're, we're in 160 different countries and, and 25,000 employees plus. So a large global footprint, but... You know, we have a lot of sustainability goals that we've set as a, as a you know, leading global corporation. We did a commitment to net zero operations in our, in our own company here by 2030, and then across the full value chain by 2050. We're part of the RE100 group, which is a voluntary initiative to, to use renewable energy throughout our global portfolio. We hit 83% globally in 2020, and, and we we're happy enough to be able to say that as of 2020, the United States and Canada markets are all at 100% renewable energy. And that includes on-site solar arrays too. So a lot of people ask, you know, is that just through REC credits? And if it's not, we actually have at our Denton facility, acres of, of solar panels there that generate wow. inside electricity. Kudos to you. That's, that's impressive. Absolutely impressive. I would love to see one of your facilities someday. Yeah, uh, Texas, get some barbecue. <laughs> I just got back from Austin. Te oh, what a neat city. We were there for the Specrite convention. Uh, that company is amazing and really, really growing quickly. Have you heard of Specrite? I did. I, you know, I saw some of the posts that you had on LinkedIn there about <laughs> that visit with Adam. Yeah, it looked like a, a good crowd that you guys were with. And uh, yeah, it's a, it looked like a good event. I think the future of packaging definitely goes into a spec for approach. And what they're doing is, is making it so, uh, so much easier for for brands and for companies to you know spec in the right materials and make sure it's the you know it's the right tetra pack carton it's the right skew it's the right artwork it's the updated you know all of these things are incredible is that is that something that you guys would consider someday joining something like that I mean, you know I, there's a lot of departments and a lot of people so you know we look into you know we, we really do believe in collaboration and partnerships and, and you know utilizing internal partner again partnerships to really make things happen I, you know i say it often in, in addressing climate change or addressing consumer needs i don't think there's one sector or one industry or one company that's going to be able to do it on our own right so anything that you can do to to better either the package or the messaging or just the the handleability of, of a package right would, would serve us good so i'm sure if we haven't already looked at it i'm sure someone would look at it i think that's great 
Great stuff. I see some guitars behind you. Are you a musician? <laughs> so those are my, yeah, those are my basses. That, that was my, I, being forced to play piano as a child. My seventh, <laughs> my seventh grade ambition of after I got my first job at 14 was to, to buy my own bass. And so, you know, when I have time, yeah, I still like to, to play music, which other in our industry, Ann Felton, who's the executive director of American, he also plays bass. There's a lot of bassists out there, actually, <laughs> found just by hang, hanging those things up in, in my office here. Oh, they're beautiful guitars. Yeah, bass, bass is fun. I actually played it briefly in high school. It's, it's a lot of fun. It uh, is. It's not easy. That's for sure. Yeah, everyone thinks it's four strings should be easy, and it's it's, it's <laughs> fun though. Yeah, music is it's a good tool to relax. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on the 2025 initiatives and the 2030 mm-hmm. initiatives and all of the. Maybe we'll we'll do an interview here in a, in a year or so and and yeah. catch up. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Yeah, sounds good. I'd like to thank Fergarora for your sponsorship of this podcast. If you're listening, please take a minute to subscribe and tell your friends about us. Thanks again, Jordan. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it, Corey. Thank you very much. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.